You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Tonight I want to share with you on the subject, God's faithfulness to His children. You know that God is faithful to His children. You know, and I want to say this to all the Debenville, Pal, Claymont, City, Stellenbosch, you know, that God is faithful to you too. You know, that He's faithful to all His children. You know, all of us, God is faithful to us. And I believe that even as you sit and listen to the word tonight, that I believe that God will be ministering to you, touching your lives, that the power of God will bring revelation to you that will strengthen your faith and make you to move on, you know, with that tenacity that I know that I will make it because God is faithful, you know, to me. Hallelujah. And so I want us to turn our Bibles and we read from Philippians 4, Verse 6 and 7, you know, it's the common scriptures. The Bible says, do not be anxious about anything, you know, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. I mean, the last two years has been so much, I mean, they've given a lot of reason to be anxious about. You know, anxious about a lot of things. You know, but how many know that the Bible doesn't change? You know, uh, what God promised before two years ago, it still stands also today. Yeah. And so he says here that we should not be uh, anxious about anything. You know, don't be concerned about anything. You know, but in everything, you know, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. You know, and verse 7 says, and the peace of God, you know, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So the person who trusts in God is a person who is secured in God. You know, when you're trusting in God, you know that, you know, I'm secure in God. Yeah. He does not fear any danger coming his way because he knows that the Lord is with her. Yeah. You know that God is with you. You know, I remember when, we, when it was announced that we are going into lockdown in 2020, you know, and that we need... Uh, you know, three weeks to flatten the curve. It has been a very long three weeks, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when that was announced, you know, we, we were going into the unknown. For three weeks, there won't be church service. People won't be gathering, you know. And what's going to happen? And as a pastor, your mind goes into... You know, how is the church going to survive? You know, what is going to happen? And, you know, and, and you know, I looked at the bank balance. You know, we had a bit of some money. I said, oh, yeah, three weeks, I think we will make it with what we have in the account. You understand what I'm talking about? And so, 
And, and God said to me, you know, that money that you're looking at is going to be a temptation to you to trust the money instead of trusting me. And so he said to me, I want you to give it away. I said, God, the president said that we're going into lockdown. In case you didn't hear the president, God, he said that there won't be church the next three weeks. Yeah. Try to negotiate with God. Did I hear God or the devil get behind me? Yeah. And, and, and you know, it is that concern. And, you know, but I... I've known God that when God speaks, is because he has a harvest in mind. You know, that's what, Pastor, I've learned from Apostle Ellen. When God speaks to you about the seed, it's because he has a harvest in mind. You know, and so I said, God, you know, I will obey you. Now, I think we went into lockdown, and was it the 21st? You know, somewhere there. Yes, you know. 26th of March, wow, you know, right there. And so we went into lockdown. Yeah, so that was, now we receive salary, we pay salaries on the 25th, so at least that much salaries were sorted out, you know. And now, you know, uh, we have to pay, you know, bills end of, uh, 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 end of March. And, and all that I knew was that, you know, trust God. God said that we should give it away. We gave it away. We are faithful to God, you know, looked at different ministries that we need, and we just, just spread it around, you know. And so we went into lockdown with zero balance, zero budget, you know, totally trusting on the Lord that God, you know, you're taking us through this, you know. And so... Uh, Three weeks became, you know, five weeks, you know. And so it just extended, amazingly so. Multiplied, you know, like Jesus multiplied. Yeah. And so, hey, that three weeks just multiplied. Yeah. And, you know, we were trusting God and, uh, and all that I did, you know, I was just doing what God said we needed to do. And every day I was just, you know, preaching online, you know, every evening for about 30 minutes or so on, on Sunday twice, and, you know, for the last, until the first day, uh, the first of June, that's when the church was allowed, at least 50 people, yeah. And so I'm telling you that when the church, I mean, uh, we paid the salaries for, for, for a March, April came. There was enough money to pay salaries, you know, for everything and everything else. You know, for, you know, April, May came, there was uh, enough money to pay all, you know, salaries and everything. And we're paying full salaries for people staying at home. You know, we're paying them full salaries. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And so when the church opened in the 1st of June, uh, guess what? We looked at the bank balance, you know, and God said to me, 
Look at what is in the bank. The bank balance ever in the history of our church. We have never had such a bank balance. You know, when the church opened. And I said, God, you're faithful. You know, so God, you know, says that don't be anxious, you know, about anything. You know, we are not to trust our resources. We are to trust our source. Who is the Lord? You know, and so, you know, God has been good to me when people complain that, oh, you know, it has been hard. The churches have been hit hard and so forth by the lockdown. And I said, not our church, please. You know, when you talk about churches, please remove our church because we have seen the goodness of the Lord. You know, amen. And so, you know, I've learned through that that, you know, when you obey God, when God says something, you know, just obey because God is faithful. You know, he's faithful to take care of us. Hallelujah. And so we see here that when you trust God, you are secured. You know, he does, the person who trusts God does not fear any danger coming his way because he knows that the Lord is with him. You know, so the Bible says, but in everything, you know, not in some of the situation, but in every situation. You know, where we find ourselves in, we should connect to God. You know, we should trust God by prayer, you know, by trusting Him. Whether it's in the midst of corona, or it is unemployment, or it's random shootings, or whatever it is, we stay connected to God, you know, because our eyes are upon the Lord, you know, and nothing else. So our prayer is not a prayer of fear. But it's a prayer of faith, you know, that God we are trusting on you. You see, a prayer of fear is a prayer of begging God, oh, please, God, we need this. You need to come through or else I am dead, you know. I mean, such prayers, you know, it is, it's not, you know, that is not a prayer of, of faith, you know. A, a prayer of faith is that I know that God is taking care of me, you know. And so the Bible says that our prayer and supplication must be done with thanksgiving. You know, now what are we to thank God for? Are we to thank God for the challenges and problems? No, you know, but we thank God that God, even in the midst of challenges, you, were, you are taking care of us. Even in the midst of difficulties, God, you're taking care of us. You know, even when things looks like, you know, they, they look like, you know, there is no way out here. God, you're going to come through for us. Yeah. So that's what we are thanking God for. Yeah. So God says that when we do that, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, you know, that you cannot comprehend, it will guard your heart. It will guard your spirit. It will take care of you that, you know what, all is well with you. Don't bother about anything, but all is well with you. So when we, uh, we do not trust God, you know, that God is protecting us, our minds will run wild. 
You know, you'll be thinking about so many things. And our hearts will be filled with fear. You know, now as a result, we'll not be in faith. But when we are in faith, the peace of God just floods your heart. You know, the peace of God protects us from fear, you know, and from dangers that comes with fear. So we need to protect our hearts but make, by making sure that always we trust what God says in his way. Amen? Now, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 and 9, you know, 6 to 9, this is what the Bible says. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. And he says in verse 7, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. God cares for you. God cares for all of us. Yeah, so as a child of God, you need to know that, you know what? God cares for me. You know, God loves me and he wants me to do well. Yeah. So when we trust God's uh, protection, we will live our lives without worries. Because we know that God will take care of us. Yeah. And in verse 8 says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. You see, the same challenges that you and I meet are the same challenges that uh, come to all other believers. You know, the devil does not have a new trick in his bag. It's always the old tricks. Yeah. So you need to know that if others could overcome those challenges, then God will take me through also. I will overcome. It does not matter the challenges that I face. Amen? So the Bible says we should resist him by faith. You know. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3. Listen to what it says. It says, But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. You know, God is faithful. Can you say with me, God is faithful? Now, it says that God is faithful. And because he's faithful, he will establish you. And he will guard you against the evil one. Yeah. So God promises to guard us against the evil one. Now, you know what does this mean? This means that God will not only protect you from one kind of evil, but he will protect you from the source of evil, from the evil one. You know, in other words, when he protects you from the evil one, it does not, there is no evil, any kind of evil that can prevail against you. Because God has dealt with the source of evil by protecting you from the evil one, you know, because of his faithfulness. So this is the victorious protection of God because he's faithful. See, challenges that the enemy brings against our lives should not scare us. Because God is bigger, and He is with us. God is stronger, and He is with us. God is mightier, 
and he is with us. He will take care of us. So we should never be scared of anything. You know, as long as you are in the mission of God, you are what God has called you to be, you are safe. The best, the, sa- the most safe place to be, it's right in the will and the purpose of God. Yeah, because God will take care of you. Yeah, and so the Bible says God is faithful. It says, but the Lord is faithful. Now, you know, when I read this scripture, when you look into the Greek in this verse, you know, the correct rendition of, you know, this verse would be like, but faithful is the Lord. You know, I know that in English it's translated, but God is faithful. You know, but correctly it should read, but faithful is the Lord. You know, it is like in uh, John 1, uh, John 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the way, and the word was with God, and the word was God. We know the verse, right? You know, now that part, you know, uh, and the word was God, actually it should be read this way, you know, and God was the way. You know, in the beginning was, uh, uh, you know, was the way, and the way was with God, and God was the way. You know, it, it brings so much power, you know, and, and I know that in English and also, in our, you know, like it says that some of, some of the nuances, some of the things that are in Scripture are lost in translation, you know, when you go back, you get the richness of it. That, you know, God was that way. That way, in verse 14, that became flesh. It was God. God was that way. You know, and so even here is the same thing. You know, when God says here, but faithful is the Lord. You know, that God is faithful. Now, what does this mean? You know, this means that, you know, uh, the, 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 that faithful and God are synonyms. You know, it means that you cannot, you know, separate one from the other. You know, when you say God, it's like you're saying faithful. And when you say faithful, it's like you're saying God. You know, because faithful is the Lord, is God. You know, God, there is no way that God can be unfaithful to us. You know, the Lord can be counted on. You know, however perverse man may be, this verse is saying that the Lord and faithfulness are synonyms. You cannot separate them from each other. This must settle our hearts in God. Yeah, this morning during the second service, as uh, Pastor Danny was leading the baby dedication and the mothers had lined up here, you look at the babies in the hands of their parents. You know, they are just resting. You know, they know that as long as I'm in my mom's arm, I am safe. I am okay. All will be well with me. They are not concerned about many other things. They are just happy and resting in the, in the arms of their parents. You know, and that is what we need to understand about God. You know, that God is faithful. And so we must just rest in His faithfulness. That God, I'm resting 
in your faithfulness. I know that things will turn out well because I'm resting in your faithfulness. I know that you will take care of me because I'm resting in your faithfulness. Even when they give you a letter and say, we're terminating your contract, you say, God, I'm not trusting in this contract, but I am resting in your faithfulness. Even when the doctor gives you, uh, you know, saying that we have discovered this in your body, you say, God, I'm resting in your faithfulness. Even when things turn out negative and they don't turn out the way you want it, you say, God, I'm resting in your faithfulness. I know that all will go well with me because of who you are. You are faithful, God. You, your faithfulness will never disappoint me. It will never let me down. I know that things will work out for me because God, I am resting in your faithfulness. God will always take care of you. You know, it does not matter the challenges. It does not matter what the devil throws at you. His faithfulness will always carry you through. He will come through for you because that's who he is. He is faithful. Yeah. Yeah. So God is faithful to look after us and to protect us. You know, the Bible tells us in Numbers 23, from verse 19, we remember, you know, that this prophet went and, you know, he was hired, Balaam, that is, was hired by Balak to go and curse the children of Israel, you know, and he could not, you know. And he says in verse 19, God is not man that he should lie. You know, he's prophesying and talking about who God is. He's not a man that he should lie. You know, and he says, oh, a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said it? You know, will he not do it? Has he spoken? Will he not fulfill it? He will fulfill it. You know, he says, behold, I received a command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot revoke it. Let me tell you, God has declared you blessed. It does not matter who is out there who is working against you or who is trying to bewitch you or who is trying to work against the blessings of God. God has declared that this is my child. I have blessed my child. I have released a blessing. And because he has blessed you, his faithfulness will make sure that that blessing is carried out in your life. That is the blessings of God. And that is the faithfulness of God. He says in verse 21, He has not beheld misfortune in Jacob, nor has he seen trouble in Israel. The Lord is their God, it's with him. And the shout of a king is among them. Yeah. So that is the faithfulness of God. You see, and, and, and God will establish your walk and your life. And God will keep you from evil because he's faithful. He will take care of you because he's faithful. Amen? Amen. You know, when unreasonable and wicked men try, to, uh, uh, men try you, turn to the Lord, you know, who is faithful to his promise and to his saints. You know, the stronger the storms of opposition and hatred, 
the deeper should we become established and rooted in the truth that God is faithful. Yeah. That is the faithfulness of God. You see, unbelief may abound, but God cannot be, but God can be relied on. You know, man may be inconsistent, may be changeable, may be unreasonable. But the faithfulness of God is unbroken and unaltered. It can never change. You know, you know he remains faithful. Yeah. Now, let me close by giving you three facts about the faithfulness of God. Yeah. Now, the first one is that the faithfulness of God, its effect established by abundant testimonies. When we look at our scripture here in 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 3, you know, it says here, but the Lord is faithful. So what we see here is that the faithfulness of God, its effect established by abundant testimonies. You know, when we look at, you know, the testimony of uh, Pastor Janine, how God came through, you know, it's a testimony that you can look at and say, God is faithful. You know, you look at how God has come through for others. There are a lot, abundant, myriads of testimonies that testifies or testify of the faithfulness of God. You know, because God is faithful. He's not only faithful to the few chosen few, but He's faithful to all his children. Yeah. And so that's what we see here. He is faithful to his own nature. He cannot deny himself. He is faithful to his purpose, to his word, to every promise and every threatening or threat that may want to come our way. You see, the whole history of God's dealings with the Jewish people is suggestive and also impressive commentary on the inflexible faithfulness of God. That God cannot change. He remains faithful. The fact that the church of God exists today, where people within the body of Christ have tried to destroy it, you know, where persecutions have you know, arose from outside to try to destroy the church. The fact that it is still standing today, that also testifies of the faithfulness of God. That God is faithful. You know, Ambrose Seller says this. It's a quotation. He says, you may be faint and weary, but my God cannot. I may fluctuate and alter as to my frames and feelings, but my Redeemer is unchangeably the same. I might utterly fail and come to nothing if left to myself, but I cannot be so left to myself. He is rich to relieve and help, or so help me in all my wants. He is faithful to perform and perfect all his promises. Yeah. So the faithfulness of God, number one, is established by abundant testimonies of how God has been faithful to his children. Number two, 
the faithfulness of God is practically manifested in establishing his people in all good and in keeping them safe from all evil. You know, our scripture says, you know, God is faithful. Who shall establish you and keep you from evil? In the King James Version. In ESV says, he will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Yeah. So we see here that the faithfulness of God is manifesting in establishing his people, God's people, in all good and keeping them safe from all evil. That is the faithfulness of God. The people of God do not perpetuate, do not preserve, do not propagate, do not maintain themselves, but he perpetuates them. He maintains them. He preserves them. You know, he propagates them. He makes them to go forward. He does it for them because he is faithful. Yeah. His faithfulness, his faithful guardianship gives persistence to his people. So that in every age, in the darkest time, there has been a bright succession of living witnesses of his unchanging character. When things were dark in history, in the lives of Christians, we have seen the light of the gospel coming through because God is faithful. He preserves them, not because of any inherent grace of self or self-deserving, but because he's simply faithful. You know, a single flaw in the divine faithfulness, fidelity, would shatter the faith of the universe. God remains faithful because there is a lot at stake if he fails to be, to be faithful. You know, so therefore, he cannot afford to be unfaithful to his children. He will remain faithful. Yeah. And number three, lastly, the faithfulness of God inspires confidence in the fidelity, in the faithfulness of the obedient. Yeah. That because God is faithful, that inspires confidence in us that as long as I am faithful to God, he will always remain faithful to me. You know, in verse 4, Thessalonians 3, verse 4, says, And we have confidence in the Lord touching you, that you both do and will do the things which we command you. Now, in ESV says, And we have confidence in the Lord about you, that you are doing and will do the things that we command you. Now, because God is faithful, we know that you cannot, you can be kept faithful. You will remain faithful because God is faithful. If you are willing and seeking to be kept faithful, you know. Moreover, you will shortly be kept faithful while you observe in the future, as you have done in the past, the things which we command you. The things that God said in his way. It is what will help us to remain faithful to him. You know, to trust him that God you will be there for me. You know, consider these things. Let him sink into your hearts 
then act accordingly. You know, obey what God says in His way. You know, let obedience follow conviction. You know, and we have no fear about the result. Yeah. When God spoke to me and said that I want you to take this money and give it away, it was just a pure confidence in the fact that God is faithful. You know, and that drove me to obedience that, you know, I obey what God says, you know, and, you know, uh, and, and we have a board, obviously, you know, and, and, and some decisions that I take, you know, I take them and then I will account later to the board, you know, that, and, but now because they see the results of that decision, they say, Pastor, you did well by obeying God. You know, so it's not just I'm a loose cannon doing as I wish, you know, and so, you know, but, but what I'm saying here is that I first hear what God is saying, you know, as I am, you know, uh, the captain in this ship, I must hear what God is saying, you know, and then I must obey what God says. And it, it is in that obedience, you know, that God comes through you know, uh, uh, in our lives. Now, let me give you a quotation as I close. Obviously, you know, I'm closing for the third time here. <clears throat> well, I can't come all the way from Polokwane to come and close once. Can you just imagine? Come and close once. No. You know, I have to close several times. <clears throat> yeah. Now, uh, Von Moltkett, Moltke, Moltke, the great German strategist and general, chose for his motto, I'll try to speak German here. He says, as erst wachen, dann wachen. Please, if you are German, forgive me. Forgive me for the pronunciation. You know. But that's what he says. And he said, and this is what literally it means here. It says, first weigh, you know, you weigh, then venture. You know. It was to this he owed his great victories and success. He was slow, cautious, careful in planning. But once a decision is taken, was bold, daring, even seemingly reckless in execution. The moment his resolve was made. Yeah. So the decision must go on to performance. You know. The final perseverance of the saints depends on the divine per uh, perseverance. His faithfulness on the divine faithfulness. If we had no living savior to pilot our sheep, no promise in which to rely, we might have cause or reason to fear. But how many of us know that we do have God as our pilot to our lives? So we don't have any reason to fear. The divine faithfulness is unquestionable. Our faithfulness is maintained only by obedience. We obey what God says. Divine protection does not rely and depend on you, but it relies on God's faithfulness. God will give you victorious victory and success because 
he is faithful. Amen. Simply because he is faithful. Yeah, and so as we uh, go out this week, I want us to go out with this conviction that God is faithful. He will never let you down. He will never fail you. He will never disappoint you. You know, even in that campus, wherever you are, you know, uh, you know, God will touch your life. God will take care of you because he's faithful. He's faithful in our lives. You know, you don't have to look at the circumstances and worry, you know, what this will happen, this will happen. You know, this is said uh, that it's coming and so forth. Just rely on the faithfulness of God. You don't have to understand it all, but you just have to lift up your spiritual eyes and look unto God and that God will be there for you. He is faithful. He will bless you. God bless you. Yeah.